All right, everybody, we are on the line with Brittany Elkin. She is getting the chance to welcome former multiple-time boxing world champion Claressa Shields into her first fight in professional mixed martial arts and is also a longtime mixed martial arts veteran. So how are you doing, Brittany? I'm doing really well. Thank you. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Um, so like we said, you're getting the opportunity to welcome Claressa Shields into the world of mixed martial arts off of being in being a professional boxer, a multiple-time world champion. How much does this opportunity mean to you that you're the first person to get to show her what the world of mixed martial arts is truly like? Um, I think when I initially took the fight, uh, I didn't really understand the, the how much it was going to mean to me. Mm -hmm. um, as this camp has progressed and, and this fight has like just... This, it means it's like a, it's a form of a legacy that you get to be a part of fights like this. And I don't know if there's the adjective that best describes it. It's just I have a, I'm very excited to be in, involved in it. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I'd say it's pretty meaningful. Yeah. Um, does this give you a little bit of the Randy Couture, James Tony style of vibes? Like back in the day, he came into the UFC, thought he was going to wreck shop, and then ended up getting taken down and submitted right in the beginning of the first round. Is that kind of what you give this fight? Like, is it the same kind of vibes and feelings that you get from this? Um, it's definitely been on the forefront of my mind and a, a very, a very almost everyday topic of just that conversation comes up. So yeah, it is, it's, you know, it's what I'd like to break it down that it would be a first round takedown, you know, finish. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, stylistically, I think it's a, a similar matchup. I mean, the boxer coming in with the inflate, like the ego of "I'll just go and take care of business," and the you know the grappler take him out. I don't. I want to believe that that's exactly how it's going to go. You know, um, yeah. and it, it is. I think that's why people are so interested in this fight is because um, those you know things like that happen in these kind of fights. You know, like mm. the styles definitely matter so um yeah i definitely get that feel i want to i wish it i hope it goes as well you know right um do you feel that the the area you're going to take advantage in would be obviously in the grappling and the wrestling aspect but do you feel there's opportunities on the feet where with the different ranges because with with boxing for boxing and boxing for mma it's a completely different game because yeah. you have to worry about the kicks the elbows the the takedowns yeah. the clinches do you feel like that's going to play a big difference in this fight and that Clarissa is not going to be ready for the different ranges where she's going to have to find a way to use her weapons? Well, I definitely, that was a, one of my topics in the, like I game plan fights. Um, I've, I've developed the way that I set up my, my camps and stuff in game planning. And that was definitely one of my list checks is that she might have a struggle of the ranges and um, opening up your game with other striking um, changes you're, you're, changes everything, you know? So, yeah, of course. I, I think it's definitely going to uh, change up Clarissa's stance and everything uh, if she tries to open up or, you know, counters anything that I have to offer. So, yeah, I, I, I'm curious. I'm very curious. Um, I see her stance a lot. She stays in a similar framework for a lot of her strikes. So it's, it's, it's interesting, and I'm ready for... Uh, I'm ready to, I'm keeping my mind open to several possibilities so that it's not just like unexpectedly looking for one, you know? Right. Um, do you think this is a, a type of fight where you have to be 
either all the way out at the kicking range or all the way in in the clinch range. You don't really do you feel like you don't want to stay in that mid range because that's where she might be able to use her best weapons. I think that's like no secret. Um, yeah, right. I mean, I don't think that's like a secret game planning yeah. technique. I think that um, yeah. I think that no matter what you pay attention to in sports of fighting is I gotta I gotta be very aware of her weapons um, and where she stands strong as the uh, opponent. Mm-hmm. Um, I yeah I wanna you know I'm actually I think taller than her. Uh-huh. Um, I hope to recordedly stay out of her hands. I I hope she struggles with the range um, because I know it's. It is, it is always hard, you know, even when you're in class sparring with big gloves, changing to small gloves, you, you develop a, you're like, whoa, I thought it was a little longer than that, you know, yeah. so I'm, I'm counting, I hope too, I hope she has some struggles, Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. Hope I hope it's hard on her, I hope that it's not a, a smooth transition, I think there's also a mental change when you are inside of a cage to a boxing ring, I hope that also gives her some trouble. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so and I I feel comfortable in that scenario and situation. I've been in there for a long time. So. Right, right. As as we've said, you're you're a veteran of a mixed martial arts, and it's funny that you bring up the the cage versus the ring because you know the ring is such a different style of like mat to compete on compared to the cage because you don't really you might run into the ropes in a ring, but in a right. cage you can get you can get grinded up against the cage. You know with exactly the, the, it's a weapon. Yeah, the over-under um, position and everything. I, and I also think that a lot of her game is hanging out in the corner of the ropes. Mm-hmm. Um, when you watch reels and, and stuff, um, and I don't feel that, you know, some of her game isn't going to work. Some of my game doesn't work for jiu-jitsu. You know, I can get too jiu-jitsu-y. And that yeah. was one thing that we addressed right away is that, like, I do a lot of sport jujitsu and some things are too jujitsu-y for MMA, right. you know, um, not that we're not keeping our mind open to any limitless possibility that could accidentally happen, you know, but, um, I got to be very aware of not going, I don't want to be on my back once even taking her back. I want to be on top of her, you yeah. know, so mm-hmm. there's things that, um, change things that come natural to me in MMA or I mean in my sport that I don't want to do in MMA. So yeah, I'm, I'm counting on her accidentally doing things that come natural. Yeah. Um, absolutely. And I count on her to back up into that corner because the cage is dangerous. And mm-hmm. I know, you know, I've been hurt. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I, I just, I, I'm planning on being present in my mind frame Right. So I can be aware of that. Right. And uh, something you touched on in, in your answer was with the difference between sport jujitsu and then jujitsu for mixed martial arts. What do you think uh-huh. the biggest difference is in terms of, you know, trying to set up the maybe the way you would set up an arm bar or a scissor sweep in traditional jujitsu and trying to set it up in mixed martial arts? Is it the strikes? that make the biggest difference or is it positioning? What do you think is the biggest difference between? Well, so I think, that, you know, we got, I mean, in jiu-jitsu and in, in MMA, you get awful slippery. So going to your back in a high competitive, like where's your ratio of, of getting that submission? You know, if I land an arm bar on my back or I come in a form of where I'm never leave the body and get an arm bar, I'm going to yeah. try to set it up um, where I can, I have a lot of control and you don't slip out. And then now I'm from the bottom. Yeah. Um, Sport jiu-jitsu, uh, there's a lot of lot of high-risk, um, high-reward stuff that you're not taking strikes in unless you're in combative jiu-jitsu. It really just matters on your structure line, but you can get a little too 
jujitsu-y. I don't yeah. know how to say it any different. Yeah. You can go a little too wild into that, and we're looking for damage, strikes, position, yeah. mm-hmm. um, solid position, no letting, you know, wearing, tiring, setting up her to block into something that comes natural to me, you know? So yeah. um, my game plans are trying to maybe fool her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. she might, you know, she might expect me to do something and that might just lead right into her doom, you know? And then that's what we, I haven't talked to me and I'm going to reject it real quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, just so that it's, um, there, I just didn't want that to keep being on that interview. Okay. Um, yeah, you know, those are the, um, those are things that I'm very aware of. I've also, um, you know, I've lost a lot. Um, uh, I don't like losing, you know, yeah. but mm-hmm. I, I challenge myself. Um, and I've really grown in this yeah. camp. Um, yeah. I think, you know, I, everybody wants to list off all their, all their things they can do. And they want to say, you're going to see a new fighter in there, blah, blah, blah. I just think you're going to actually see me get the fight for once. Yeah. (laughs) You know, and, um, I'm fucking, I'm fucking pretty cool with that. Yeah. You know, so I'm, I'm really looking forward to this. I, I really wish I could have got Zach McCoskey in my corner. Um, Mm -hmm. cause we've, we've, I'd say coach and student bonded really well. I can hear what he's talking about and it's, we've developed kind of a pattern of, um, I, I, Oh, I like where your head's at with that. You know, yeah. so I, I love my corners. I don't have a single complaint or qualm with them, but I think that I've just stylistically developed quite a character uh, in MMA with that coach. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, I just hope that he's, he's really, uh, all I'm trying to answer this question is I think you're going to actually see me get the pop off in there. Right. <laughs> I don't know. Right. Right. So you're, you're going to get to showcase more of your game is kind of what you're saying than what we've seen yeah. before. And I think people like go, oh, she's just a jiu-jitsu girl. And I, I actually haven't been countering that with any kind of, but I can do this. Because I actually just, that's so that's such an easy way to let them just assume stuff, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I've done an, a really heavy thing of not actually releasing any training videos because people just go, oh, she's a jiu-jitsu girl. And there's yeah. so much on. So, yeah, I'm. I think that uh, people are expecting a sporty jiu-jitsu type from me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wrestle a lot. And I'm ready to be a more on top pressure, not sporty type, if you know what I mean. So Yeah. Yeah, you want to take more of a wrestling grappling style yeah. than a jiu-jitsu yep. approach. Yep. Right. So, um, I mean, tell us a little bit about your team. It, it, you train at Fusebox MMA, right? That's that's. I haven't trained at Fusebox MMA in over fourteen years. I only really know how that's online. Right. I mean, that I've was the, so many camps. Was, I I mean, that was maybe when I was a white belt. Um, God, a 12, 13 years ago. Okay. You know. Yeah. I wish that was changed. I've even wrote them. Please take that down because right. I don't. I. I'm not a big fan of that camp. Just, just, you know, in life you grow, Yeah. you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and it was somewhere I left pretty almost within six months. Um, I just moved to the East coast. So I didn't really leave team elevation. Like in a, I retired, man. I retired after, um, me and Bobby fought. I broke Mm -hmm. my arm in three places. It's the third time I broke my left arm. Right. 
in a combative setting. Mm -hmm. Um, This time was incredibly bad. Mm -hmm. And I retired. And so I left Teen Elevation on that, like, account. You know? Okay, yeah. Like a retirement account, not like a, I need something else. Right. You know? Yeah. And then I got a job in a venue, uh, the 23 under the ring of the ECW venue, the old one. Um, it's like a fights venue in downtown Philadelphia. And okay. I moved here March 1st. Uh-huh. And I really wasn't training with like a certain team. I'd been going to 10 Planet. Um, mm-hmm. I've been going to Unity. It's a professional sports jujitsu gym, like a, a high Olympic, like, like if I was getting ready for ADCC, which I was for the trials, yeah. um, I was going to really be going to Unity. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And then I have some Colorado friends and some really great coaches over in New Jersey. So I was going over there just like kind of no, like kind of gypsy. I wasn't really on a team. Yeah. If you know what I mean. Yeah. I've been here a month. Right. Right. And then Ray called me and I went through a lot of emotions when he asked me to come back. And I was going to hop on a plane. I mean, I literally was here from March 1st to April 1st before I decided I was coming out of retirement. You know? Okay. Yeah. And then we were talking with the Elevation Fight Team, I mean, basically an hour after, like, check them home. But I wasn't even unpacked yet. Yeah. And uh, I had so much to do. Um, So I just started going to practice instead here. And then within a week, I have some solid friends here. Within a week, I met Zach McCoskey. And then, like, within three weeks, I was like, thank fucking God I met (laughs) Zach. You know, Jesus Christ. He's... He, I would say he put together this whole camp. Okay. You know, I'm not, I'm not going to give him like, if I win or lose, that's on me. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's yeah. my behavior. And this isn't his responsibility to make me win or lose. He gave me winning tools. Um, he gave me compliments, not like with words, compliment game compliments. Yeah. You know, yeah. he um, did a lot of research. I was actually like still figuring out. I was in, I remember I was in the lobby at 10th Planet Bethlehem. Mm-hmm. And I was sitting there on my phone with my coaches back in Denver, like, what do I fucking do, dude? Do I head home? What do I do? Yeah. We were kind of figuring it out. Yeah. And Zach was having a conversation with me. And then the next day he's like, hey, I watched like four of your fights. I really think that you got into some bad positions, just on um, some really easy fixes. And like, he was already coming up with problem solving. And then it was like, whoa, that worked. And we sparred. And then I just never thought about going home again. Yeah. Um. So I would I would say that I've been with Ten Planet Finishers in the May in Bethlehem. Mm-hmm. Like majority, I have some other teams with that have benefited to help me a lot. Right, right. So you so Zach Makovsky is basically your your head coach. Your head coach, right? And who he won't be in the corner though. Right. Yeah. You had said that. Why? Why? Why is he not going to be able to be in your corner? So okay, I was I like they threw this at me. We had nine weeks, right? And uh-huh. then they start with the deadlines. You got to get this in by May 29th. You got to get this in by seventeenth. You got to get this in. You know what I mean? Uh huh. So I'm gonna be honest. I went with fellow comforts. You yeah. know, I you know I went with my my head coach Brad Nicolarson from Denver. He's been in my man. He's probably been to a hundred of my fights in right. jujitsu. You know. Yeah. Um, and been the voice behind him. And he's he's coached me to three Pan American gold medals and three world silvers. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a strong voice in my career. Um, right. So I was like head corner, right? right. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then Brianna Fasori, a uh, uh, peer and veteran of MMA, uh, 
who's been a peer over 12 years in MMA with me, sparring partner, manager, you know, you know, teammate, all the things you could list off. I was like, I could really use her because they mentioned the quarantine and I checked. That's my second corner, right? Okay. And then Gator Abudo, I've worked. He's um, like Nikki Rod, Nikki Rodriguez coach uh, okay. out here on the East Coast, so a bunch of the okay. high profile jujitsu guys. Right. I've worked with him a lot and he's my third corner. And okay. then me and Zach started to develop it. Well, I already had everything in and I'm, I'm just a moving forward person. I told Zach, I was like, Anything comes forward, I don't want to ever do this without you again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he's just, he's really became a friend, but also, like, a mentor in a short time, and I look up to him. Right. I wish he would have been there. He's going to be in there in my head. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. So, would you say, like, I was going to ask you who is the best person you've ever trained with or been coached by, but you kind of answered my question. I feel like it was going to be Zach Makovsky, right? I think that Zach has found a niche in my training. I okay. think that I've had so many great coaches. I don't have a way to tell you who's been the best because years and years I've been on the mats. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, Zach, this in a short time has found a niche to communicate to me well. And I'm an odd duckling like most fighters, you know, we're weird. Yeah. You know, we, we got a lot of weird shit in our brains, you know? Um, but he found a niche. He communicated well. One thing I like that he says to me, and it just works that way. He's like, Brittany, think about this. And then he'll say it. He uses verbiage that, um, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. He uses verbiage like, uh, keep your mind open to this option okay. and try to go with it and feel where your body goes with it. And it's just a very big compliment to my style. Um, he's corrected small things that I think could have made me a champion years ago. And uh, you, you might not understand that unless you understand like uh, fighting politics and, yeah. you know, yeah. yeah, but he's connected with me very well. Um, I, I very much am, you know, when you want to bake somebody a pie yeah. and say thanks yeah. and make it the best pie in the world. Mm -hmm. I kind of feel like that was that he's just given me like my favorite Christmas toy yeah. and he made me dangerous. Right. So he was able to take those small things that maybe some other coaches or people weren't able to figure out. And he was able to kind of tailor made, tailor make his coaching to your style better than anyone else. Is that kind of what you're I, saying? I would say, yeah. 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 I mean, I, I that's like a huge, huge, don't give him too much confidence. Yeah. Right. <laughs> no. Yeah. He really did. I mean, give him all the confidence in the world. I just like to joke around, but, um, he's, his 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 value is un uh, unpriceable for yeah. this camp. It's one of the most meaningful fights in my career. So, I I really wish I could have put him in there. I wish I would have figured it out. But I I'm gonna figure it out in there. And if we have anything forward, I'd like him to be a part of it. Right, right. Um, I'll probably call him if he's not. If he's in Canada, I'll be like, ah! <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. So. You're like, you need to get out here right now. <laughs> Help me. Yeah. Um. So. Okay, so, you know, who are some up-and-comers from your gym or the, the main place that you work work with? Who are some up-and-comers that maybe the MMA world doesn't know about that are on their way up to be – try oh, to yeah, be the best? And, um, so I work with um, Amanda uh, Amanda LeVay. She's, she's contracted with Bellator. She was an ADCC vet. Uh, she's amazing jujitsu, just thug, thug chick, a uh, young girl. I can't stop her takedowns. That's one thing that, like, 
was a huge confidence builder is if I got her down, I was like, Oh, I'm going to get Clarissa down. For yeah. Fucking sure. Yeah. Um, but she's an up and comer. She's looking for a fight right now. They're having a hard time matching her. Cause as soon as they get invested in it, you find out a lot of her background and, um, and everybody ends up backing out. Uh, I think Joy Pendle uh, over on the on in the California area. She's mm. she's working her ass off. She's a peer of mine that I cross in the jujitsu community a lot. She's mm. she's an up and comer. Um, I work with a girl named Gabby. God damn it, I can't. Her name is Gabby Gaddy online, but that girl. Um, she goes to Unity. She's a Marcello's uh, purple belt and. Um, She's got she's got a CFSC fight coming up in June. Uh, she's somebody to watch in Sam Brewster. I work with a lot of girls on the East Coast I'm just starting to work with. Mm-hmm. Um, I've worked with so you know, like they say, oh, she works with John Jones and, yeah. you know, Conor McGregor. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, fuck you, dude. I've been on teams my whole life. John Jones isn't going to be in that cage. Yeah. And neither is Conor McGregor, only me and Clarissa. So, yeah. um, and a ref. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, but I, I work with people of value and merit. I also work with, you know, there's some, there's this girl at Unity named Laura. Uh huh. And she doesn't compete and never has. But if she did, she'd be a fucking world champion. Yeah. And you know what I mean? Like, yeah. and, uh, so there's a lot of unnamed ones that, I, I'm very proud to work with, um, and, uh, yeah, I, I mean, Clarissa's all about the clout and I'm all about just whatever. I'll, I'll do the work and we'll talk about it after, you know, right. hope it goes well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, you're getting a chance to, uh, derail the hype train. So I'm sure you're super stoked I'm about it. So I am, I am psyched. <laughs> I'm also trying to like breathe. Yeah. I have a coach named Renee, uh, Renee Sosa has been, really just addressing me in this last week and he's got this vibe that you know it's, it's really just him yeah that's the vibe yeah. but he's been like breathe Brit, you know yeah. it's good it's good and he's been finding ways to like give me a minute of silence and uh you know that's the cool part of the people i could list off to you they're they're in there for pure reasons of watching me do something really cool. And, mm. um, and you know, I don't know how to give enough thanks to them. Right. So. Right. So, um, do you, do you think it's more beneficial to work with people who maybe the MMA world and the community doesn't know very well, and they might be some of the best fighters or coaches in the world. They just haven't gotten their shine yet. Do you think that's more important because a, there's not that much, you know, tape or, or, you know, information on these people and it's better to do that than oh he's working with trevor whitman oh he's working or she's working with john jones oh she's working with amanda nunez like it's better to work with those people that people don't really know yet because they can really you know they can bring themselves up by how good they make you look with the game plans that they give you yeah you know i i I will say it's done me it's done me a little help to have less in this um I don't have less though. Like I don't want to imply that I have, I have fucking everything I ever wanted and literally the knowledge with it, with the people around me. But yes, your question of like the like clout train, you know, I have got the the little opportunity of so much peace in this camp because I'm not hanging out with John Jones right now and I'm not doing all this. So I got to just go in and train, go home, go to my diet and get good, nice rest, you know? Yeah. 
I also didn't get drug around for interviews. I got most of my interviews were on the phone, all this. Yeah, I get to be a dark horse. Yeah. cool. Yeah. I hope it, I hope it all goes so cool. You know, um, mm-hmm. I think it did do me a, a great one. I don't know what to recommend for fighters. Some fighters need their whole click to be the famous people so they feel worthy to be in there. I can't say what it, what's the best. Right. This has been really great for me. Right. Yeah, and I think I think that's important. You know, a lot, some people like to play the dark horse, and like you said, that that's what you're doing right now. You're you're the person who you know everybody who knows the sport might be counting out, and you know it's yeah. kind of it's, and I kind of like that. Yeah, it's always better to have less pressure on your shoulders when you go in there because uh-huh. you can put the pressure on yourself, but when you get in there and if you shock the world, it means that much more. So. Uh huh. Uh huh. So feeling good. Um. The dark horse thing, I like. I'm going to tell you, I've watched so much video on her, and then I went and looked at my video, and it's just losses. So it kind of puts in her head, mm-hmm. Brittany's just a good loser, yeah. you know? Yeah. And it makes her not worry about stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, one thing I've learned really bad in my experience in MMA, it's really hard to start figuring out stuff in the middle of a round. Right. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. So... I think she looked past me when we signed the contract and um, I think that was, I hope a good thing for me, you know? Yeah. So Um, one, one final question and we kind of touched on it earlier with who is a fighter that you would like to get the chance to work with? I mean, I know you said you have all the coaches and the people that you need, but if there was a chance, you got a chance to work with any coach, or any fighter in mixed martial arts, you know, who would it be? Is there one specific person you want to work with? You know, actually, it's kind of funny. I'd like to work a little with Kayla. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, I never had like a bad thing with Kayla. I think actually me and Kayla conducted ourselves as professionals as she was coming forward. There's always a little trolling in media sources, but I'd like to work with Kayla. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I'm a grappler at heart and I'm a fan of her beautiful art you know uh mm-hmm. her amanda nunez i've always wanted to work with cyborg just because who who doesn't want to spar cyborg you yeah. know um, <laughs> yeah. i think it would be really fun right you know fuck dude i'm gonna tell you right now i usually end up being friends with most of my opponents um i uh i want to, i'd like to work with holly yeah yeah <laughs> you know i got nothing against like i like trolling um i like talking about fights so i don't take anything commentally verbiage wise yeah Unless you start insulting my son or something like that, you right. know what I mean, or my yeah. family. Yeah. Um, but all these people, I just like fighting, man. Um, so the women, those are some of the women. I've gotten the opportunity to work with Rose. I, I never don't want another. Um, I've gotten the opportunity to work with Valentina. Um, you know, there's. I've no. I've been in the sport a long time, and I've worked with a lot of merited women and men. Right. Um, I, I would, I would like to work with those ones though. Um, just as like a dreamer. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, I've met a couple of them and you know, you know who I like Lauren Murphy. Yeah. I like yeah. to go spar with her. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know. She's got, a, she's got a big fight coming up yeah. soon with, uh, Calderwood, right? Yeah, I think I saw something recently. I've been kind of distracted in my own media weirdness, but yeah. um, she's cool. 
And uh, I like the way she sets up all of her games, and she's uh, she's kind of always unexpected and does a damning job, you know. Um, you know who I like? J.J. Aldridge. Yeah. I've worked with her for years. Yeah. So I'd like to go revisit that camp. And, you know, I don't know. We could talk probably shop all day. Yeah. Um, what, um, you said you got the chance to work with Rose before, correct? Oh, yeah. We were friends. We're both from the same area. Okay, so what what was that like, you know, working with Rose and everything? What do you think of her game, or what did you learn from her maybe that you couldn't learn from somebody else? I learned to believe in yourself. Rose has a sort of an Eminem kind of like persona, man. She yeah. believes in herself. She goes in there to do business. She also keeps it light. She's able to make humor with the people she's around. Um, she doesn't... I don't know, man. That girl's got got a got a swagger about her, and uh, she's only growing. Um, every time I see her, she's cool. I'm I'm been a friend of Pat since the Grudge days. Yeah. Um. So me and Pat always do kind of a nice little get along, and those are my friends from home, man. I'm from yeah. Denver. Yeah. You know, JC and all those guys when they were going to Grudge and stuff. Like I, I was on Team Elevation for several years. I got to hang out with like you know. Overeem and Magni and Curtis Blades and mm-hmm. Drew Dober and all those guys. I'm comfortable around these people because Rose and people like that are on. I don't. There's always I don't know how to explain it. She's a she's like just intense, like with her softness. I don't know. I don't know how yeah, to yeah. I'm trying to find like she's a that is a woman. Yeah. That is a fucking woman, and I'm proud of her. And I don't I have an adjective to describe the feeling she leaves me with when I'm around her training with her. She she inspiring. Yeah, you know. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. All right. So before we got cut off, you were saying that the one thing that you know you could describe Rose as is inspiring in your training. Yeah. So do you just want to touch on that a little bit again before we continue? Yeah, she's just like you know. You watch these people develop, and I have known her since since she caught that armbar in Invicta. Remember that time when she mm. caught that armbar in Invicta? That yeah. was just like, wow, we're all blown away. Yeah. What a fucking freak catch. I mean, this was when Rhonda was catching armbars, and then here comes this rose little tiny woman that's just unbelievable, and she's never stopped being unbelievable, and I think that's because she believes in herself so much. Right. You know what I mean? Like... And I get, I just got the chills saying that out loud because when you watch that girl practice, which it's been a minute, I haven't been in around her for a minute. Um, uh, it's just like, it's, it's, she leaves you with like, this feeling is like, damn, dude, that's another level. And you recognize it. It's like when nature sees a lion, that's a tougher lion. And you're like, damn, dude, that's a fucking lion. I don't want to fuck with, you know? Yeah. I'd have to say that Rose carries that uh, persona without the ego mm-hmm. and that is inspiring. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of people in the game ever since like the whole Conor McGregor and uh, ever since he kind of started, I mean, Trail Sonnen was probably one of the first people to start with the trash talk back in the day, but ever since the whole Conor McGregor thing, everybody's trying to, you know, talk shit before a fight. That seems like it's the, the number one thing that goes on in everybody's head leading up to the fight, you have to talk shit to build it up. But like you said, you know, Rose is one of the people where she doesn't have to talk, you know, and it's kind of like yourself. Like you said, you don't got to, you don't have to talk. You don't have to talk a bunch of crap. You just get in, get the work done and that's it. Uh-huh. Well, I think it's like, 
you know, I don't need that. Um, some people do, though. When I'm sure you've interviewed people that are like, fuck that guy. You, yeah. you, you know what? Yeah. And they, that's kind of probably in their head. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or half of that shit that they're talking about. There's a lot of intensity around a fight. You know, there's mm-hmm. been a lot of shit talk about me and Clarissa. I don't know who, if she, I'm, I think she talks a lot of shit. I don't have to, even if she does, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Rose is like, Rose is on her own grind. She's not worried if that guy hears her talk shit. She's just going to fucking kick you in the head. You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she's an incredible athlete. I, I, I truly think of her as somebody like to daydream to be like, you know? Yeah. That's who. If I was a little girl, I'd want to be like Rose. Right. Yeah. Um, well, I think we touched on, you know, almost every question that I had for okay. you. Um, is there any final words you want to give to your fans or to Clarissa before the fight? Is there anything you want to say before we wrap it up? I'm ready. I'm prepared. Um, I'm ready. The best I've ever been ready. So I don't like to put like, like close shut door, like this is what's going to happen or this is what's going to happen. I, I just am prepared to fight well. So I, I just want to give, give the fans a good fight, but give myself, this is about me. Right. So, uh, fuck all that. And, uh, let's go. I don't know. I don't have a lot to say other than, but I'm ready. Okay. So. All right. Well, thank you for the time and thank you for the chat. It was a, we had a good time. Yes. Thank you so much. Thank you. <laughs>